Good morning and welcome. It's good to be with you and uh, we welcome also those who are joining us online. We're glad that you're with us as well. Uh, Pastor Miller is still recovering from having uh, been exposed to COVID and so we continue to keep him in our prayers and uh, we lift up his family as well and pray for their uh, quick return. His symptoms are mild for those of you who haven't already heard. Um, So that's good and uh, he hopes to be Lord willing, back with us next uh, week already. He was out last Sunday also. Um, there will be Bible study today at 11.30 p.m. on Zoom. For those of you who'd like to join in, uh, our uh, Wycliffe missionary that we support, Sue Hasselbring, will be sharing uh, with us during that time. So if you need the um, Zoom invitation link, you can contact Pastor Miller with that. His contact information is on the bottom of the back page of the bulletin. If you'd like to join in and hear uh, what Sue has been up to. Also, um, uh, youth confirmation and adult confirmation will not be held today, uh, but we plan to resume that next week. And um, the uh, men's Bible study, the Tuesday morning men's Bible study, will be held here at 6.30 a.m. The um, junior high and senior high youth 
our meeting Tuesday night, uh, 6th through 12th grade from 6.30 to 8 p.m., working through the book of Ephesians. And um, the next service opportunity is the Homeless Outreach in Granite City. Um, this will be the third, right, Stacy? And if you'd like to um, donate towards the needs there, uh, you can contact Stacy, talk with Stacy after church, or contact her. Contact information is, uh, is in the bulletin as well. Um, also, the women's, Women of Faith Bible Study, a brand new uh, women's Bible study that's starting up for women's ages 19 and up. Um, there's a sign-up for that in the back of the church. And, or you may also email uh, Stacy, and her, her contact information is there under that Titus to Women of Faith Bible Study announcement. We're also uh, collecting some baby bottles. Uh, take those home, fill them up with coins or cash, and then bring them back to support the work of the <clears throat> ministry that helps um, those who are in need of caring for their, their young ones or yet-to-be-born ones, and we pray that uh, that would be a blessing to them. Uh, some of you I already saw have been bringing those back in, so thank you. Uh, please bring those back by February 14th. If I haven't met you before, my name is Jonathan Lang. I'm a member here at uh, St. James and also an ordained LCMS pastor and working on my PhD at the seminary. So I'd like to uh, just greet you, and I'm glad to be with you this morning to bring you God's Word. Let's make our beginning then. Please stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. Holy and merciful God, in your presence we confess our sinfulness, our shortcomings, and our offenses against you. You alone know how often we have sinned in wandering from your ways, in wasting your gifts, in forgetting your love. Have mercy on us, O Lord. For we are ashamed and sorry for all we have done to displease you. Forgive our sins and help us to live in your light and walk in your ways. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Because of Jesus, God has forgiven all our sin. Hear the gospel of Christ from Romans chapter 5. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes with the princes of his people. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Please be seated. Our first reading is from the Old Testament uh, book of Jonah, chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, Go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, three days' journey in breadth. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's journey, and he called out, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They called for a fast and put on sackcloth. 
from the greatest of them to the least of them. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil way, God relented of the disaster that he had said he would do to them, and he did not do it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle reading is from Paul's letter to, first letter to the Corinthians, uh, beginning with chapter 7. This is what I mean, brothers. The appointed time has grown very short. From now on, let those who have wives live as though they had none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing, and those who buy as though they had no goods, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealing with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. And the unmarried or betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit. But the married woman is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. I say this for your own benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue with our sermon hymn, Come Follow Me.
So our gospel reading today, uh, in our gospel reading, we continue our uh, focus on Jesus' early ministry. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 1. Glory to you, O Lord. After John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat, mending the nets. And immediately he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So uh, this week we continue our uh, readings from Jesus' early ministry. This week from Mark, last week from uh, John. And right away we um, are seeing that there's uh, the context here. We read, after John was arrested, and of course, this is referring to John the Baptist, and uh, John had been arrested by Herod. Uh, John's message that God had sent him to proclaim was a message of repentance uh, leading to forgiveness and calling people to be baptized for, the, for uh, forgiveness, of, uh, for, to repent of their sins. And... Uh, John was was bold to confront Herod, the leader, the the Jewish, the um, uh, leader appointed by the Romans over the Jews, uh, saying to him what he was doing was was wrong. He had uh, uh, committed adultery, uh, not just with anyone, but with his brother's wife. And uh, after confronting him, instead of uh, repenting, Herod instead had John thrown in prison. So it was after John had been arrested, following the time where Jesus had gone down to be baptized in the Jordan River and had gone farther north back into Galilee, uh, near the region where he grew up, near, not far from Nazareth, that Jesus was now proclaiming the gospel, the good news of God, and saying, the time is fulfilled. The time that you have been waiting for has come. The kingdom of God is at hand. We hear that term, the kingdom of God, uh, more than any other in uh, the gospel readings. Mark, the shortest and most compact of the gospel accounts, uses the word kingdom 20 times, almost all of them referring to uh, the kingdom of God, to Christ's kingdom. Luke, over 40 times. And in Matthew, who more commonly uses the synonymous term, the kingdom of heaven, over 50 times. The kingdom of God is a big deal. And when we hear about it, we should, our ears should be perked and we should be listening. But a kingdom isn't a kingdom without a king. So who is this king? What is he all about? Before King Saul and later King David were chosen and anointed in the Old Testament by God to become king of Israel, it was God himself who was the understood leader or true king of Israel. Indeed, David calls the Lord God king. In Psalm 5, 
he prays, listen to my cry for help, my King and my God. In Psalm 10, we read the Lord, and the term for Lord here is the name that God gave to Moses, his name, Yahweh, is King forever and ever. And in Psalm 2, when the king of earth, kings of earth conspire against the Lord and against his anointed one, he rebukes them, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy hill. And these psalms point forward to this coming king. Long after David's time, Isaiah prophesied a king who would come, a child who would be born, who would be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, and who would reign on David's throne and over his kingdom forever. This kingdom would never end, and this king would be eternal. Later in the time of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, Daniel prophesied that God would establish a kingdom that would crush all other kingdoms, the kingdom of God which would never be destroyed. This is the kingdom, and this, this is the king, and this is his kingdom, which the Israelites were waiting for, were hoping for, for so many years. And now here comes Jesus saying, the time has come, the kingdom of God is near. The long-awaited kingdom, the restoration of God's rule and reign on earth, the vindication of God's people, their salvation, the ancient hope is being fulfilled. Their patience has been rewarded. The coming king would, would be a king, but what kind of king? He would be a king like David, a shepherd king. What does a shepherd king do? Well, first, uh, a shepherd king cares. The shepherd king cares for his flock. Psalm 23 is a, a wonderful source for us to see what, what does a shepherd king do? First, a shepherd king calls. A, a king calls out, the shepherd calls out to his sheep, and the sheep hear his voice and respond. They're not afraid of, the, of their shepherd. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. He never referred to himself as king, although uh, when Pilate asked him if he was the king of the Jews, Jesus did say, it is as you say, or uh, you, you say so. And of course, Pilate uh, placed the placard on top of his cross, King of the Jews. But Jesus called himself a shepherd. I am the good shepherd. The shepherd calls. And in that call, as we see in our gospel reading today, there, there's a threefold call. There's the call to repent, the call to believe, and the call to follow. Jesus called those who were hearing him, those who were listening to him, to repent. To turn their backs on their sins. To turn their backs on their former way of life. And to turn to him and follow him. And so we too are called to repent. We're called to turn away from those things that would uh, tear us away from God. Those things that would uh, take our uh, focus off of him. And to place our focus, to give our attention to Jesus. To turn away from our sins. Secondly, the, we're called to believe. Jesus, in our reading, said, believe in the gospel. Believe the good news. 
Believe that the kingdom of God is near. Believe that it's, it's here right at hand. And we too are called to believe. To believe Jesus' words. To believe him whom God has sent. To hear him. And hearing to allow that word to sink into our hearts and to change us. To trust him at his word. And as he calls us, he calls us also to follow. Turning to Simon and Andrew, he said, follow me. Later to James and John, follow me. Last Sunday we heard his call uh, here to Nathaniel. Every time Jesus is calling his disciples to follow him. And he calls us to follow him also. We're not all called in the same way as the 12 disciples were called. But we are all called to a life of discipleship, to a life that is transformed by God's word, to a life that is in line with the way that God, that Jesus wants us to live. We are called to repent, to believe, to follow. The shepherd king also protects. David showed his strength. Uh, against those who would seek to attack his flock by taking on the lion and the bear. And when later Goliath rose up to uh, take on God's people and uh, to blaspheme the name of, of God, David took on Goliath. David showed his strength, not from himself, but from God. And he protected not only his sheep, but the people of Israel as he was chosen to be king by God. And continue to fight against God's enemies. Jesus, the shepherd king, also protects. Immediately after his baptism, he was taken by God, by the Spirit, out into the wilderness. Where he took on Satan himself. Not uh, an enemy in earthly form, but a far more powerful and deadly enemy. The enemy who seeks to destroy our souls. And Jesus showed his strength. Not once did he give in to Satan's temptations. And even after uh, Satan left in Jesus' ministry, he showed his power by delivering uh, people from demons, by uh, restoring health to those who needed it, by giving sight to the blind and uh, hearing to the deaf. Jesus showed his power over the forces of earth, calming the storm until the final battle when he took on Satan at the cross and conquered him through his death and resurrection. Jesus protects his flock, his people. He is the worthy shepherd king, the hero of his people. And not only does this shepherd king call and protect, but he also anoints. In Psalm 23, we read uh, he anoints my head with oil. Shepherds would anoint their, their sheep uh, with oil mixed with different types of herbs that would drive off uh, biting flies. Jesus doesn't anoint us with oil. John the Baptist said of him, I baptize you with water, but he who comes after me will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Jesus anointed his disciples, his apostles on Pentecost with fire from heaven and with the power of the Holy Spirit. And he anoints you and me in our baptism. 
the Holy Spirit comes upon us as it came upon him. And it fills us and empowers us even as it empowered his earthly form here on earth. Jesus anoints us with his power and he protects us, not from biting flies, but from the enemy's attacks. A shepherd king also feeds. In Psalm 23, we read, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the quiet waters. It's beautiful poetry, but it's what a shepherd does for his sheep. He makes sure that they're well-fed, that they're nourished, and that they can drink in quiet waters and not be afraid. Our shepherd king feeds us also. He takes care of all of our earthly needs. None of us are, are starving here. He has blessed us so abundantly, especially in, in this country, in our land. But he feeds us a much more important meal, a meal for our souls, a meal that isn't fleeting where we become hungry once again, but a, meaty, a, a, a meal that lasts forever. Jesus says to us, this is my body. This is my blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. And here in, in baptism and the Lord's Supper, we recognize that the kingdom is near. The king is here. Jesus himself his body, his blood, his spirit are nearer than we think. They're right here among us. And in the service, as you come forward and receive that meal, he, the good shepherd, the shepherd king, is feeding you, protecting you, calling you. Follow me. Amen. In our prayers today, uh, we lift up our nation, uh, thanking God for a peaceful a transition uh, of leaders, praying for God's continued mercy upon our country. We lift up uh, those who are in need of healing, including our pastor. Uh, we also lift up Mike, Joyce, and Norville. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning with gratitude in our hearts. You are the Good Shepherd. You are the shepherd king whose kingdom is near, whose kingdom is here. Help us, Lord, to, to rejoice and be glad at your presence, to be grateful for all that you have done for us. We thank you that you have called us by the gospel. We thank you that you have anointed us as your own and that you protect us. We thank you that you feed us. Lord, we thank you that you are here and we pray that you would continue to help us to turn away from the temptations of this world, from those things that would lead us astray from you, that our hearts might be fully devoted to you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the peaceful transition to new leaders in our country, for preserving our democracy. Uh, Lord, we know that Earthly leaders are appointed by you, but we also know from your word that they're they are certainly not perfect and they're not the final answer to our, to our needs. But Lord, as your word has taught us, we do lift them up in prayer. 
We ask that you would guide and direct those at the local, state, and federal level to turn away from their own sinful paths and to turn to you. Lord, lead them to be repentant, not like Herod, but to turn from their sins and to seek your forgiveness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for you are the God who heals and restores. You showed that, Jesus, in your earthly ministry. We pray for your healing presence among us now, for all who are sick and in need of your healing touch. We pray for our pastor Aaron. We pray for Mike and Joyce and Norville and for all those who are in need. We ask that you would continue to uh, bring uh, an end to this uh, pandemic. We pray for the healthcare workers that are working diligently. We thank you for your working through them for the development of that vaccine. And we ask, Lord, that you would bring this pandemic to a speedy end. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we pray for your church throughout the world. And we especially thank you for the body of believers here at St. James. And we pray your blessing over each and every one of us. We ask, Lord, that you would guide and direct our church to be a blessing in our community, Glen Carbon and the surrounding communities. We also pray your blessing upon all Christian churches here and around the world, and especially lift up our uh, Missouri Synod congregation, sister congregations, that you would uh, work in them mightily to bring about your holy will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, these prayers and all that still remain on our hearts, we lift up to you now, trusting that you hear us as we pray in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please stand as we confess our faith together in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things, visible and invisible, and in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, very, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We pray in Jesus' name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, 
forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, Take and eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is my blood of the new covenant, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. And may the peace of the Lord be with you, be with you always. Amen. You may be seated.